0: So it's real. It's real. Well, it comes down to talking about the most successful, disciplined people that you've ever heard of. So that you can think of at this moment, all the ones that come to my mind mm, have impeccable discipline, impeccable drive, and impeccable mindset. The man I'm going to use today as an example is Arnold Schwarzenegger, one of my heroes, idol, so to speak. And if you don't know his story, I would advise anybody to look it up. The only hard part is spelling of his last name is Luke, so it'll be in the uh, podcast itself. So you can either spell it and go to Wikipedia on him and check out his story or any of the videos on his life. Phenomenal story. But today, let's talk about the Arnold Schwarzenegger mindset. He calls it the most powerful tool. Now, we're talking about a guy that won Mr. Olympia over and over again, overcame the hardships of growing up in Austria and a poor family, came to America with his physique, used his mind to create businesses when he was here in America with the money he made from his um, time doing bodybuilding, winning contests. He took that money and he he it and started a business, Brick Lane. And he, he took that money from Brickland and he flipped that and he grew into a real estate model, buying up apartment complexes, houses, flipping those. Only some homes collecting the recurring income, he turned into a businessman. Way before he became the movie star that everybody knew is Arnold Schwarzenegger. He was grinding and doing smart things and making himself a millionaire before you ever even knew who he was. So today, let's talk about what makes the mindset of a successful, determined, driven, disciplined man like Arnold Schwarzenegger work. So you can capture some of what he has and use it yourself. Now I'm going to pull excerpt from his book which is the Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. So all this is to quote him, you'll probably be able to tell when I step off the text itself for some dialogue I'm speaking right now. But I want to give credit where it's due because this is Schwarzenegger's words. The body will never fully respond your training until you understand how to train your mind as well. The mind is a dynamo, a source of vital energy. That energy can be negative and work against you, or you can harness it to give yourself unbelievable advantages in your life. Whenever you hear about anyone performing, physical feats such as Tiger Woods and golf, Michael Jordan in basketball, Michael Johnson on the track. Herman Meyer and team, and so many other athletes, it is because of the power of their mind. Not just technical, mechanical skill. No. And you can be sure, you will never perform at the level of these people unless you can match their inner drive as well as their physical ability. People can walk on hot coals when they are sufficiently motivated. They can endure the rigors of Navy field training. They can cross vast deserts, dog sled across the Arctic Wraith, climb Mount Everest, swim the English Channel, bicycle around the world, lift incredible amounts of weight. They perform in spite of terrible pain, despite being ill, no matter the odds or the obstacles. There are a number of specific ways in which the power of the mind can be harnessed to help you achieve your goals. Number one is vision. The first step is to have a clear vision of where you want to go and what you want to achieve. Where the mind goes, the body will follow phrase there. Where the mind goes, the body will follow. It's a saying I have always believed in. If you want to be Mr. America or Universe or Mister Olympia, you have to have a clear vision of yourself achieving goals. When your vision is powerful enough, everything else falls into place. How you live your life, your workouts, what friends you choose to hang out with, what you will eat, what you do for fun, Vision is purpose, and when your purpose is clear, so are your life choices. Vision creates faith, and faith creates willpower. With faith, there is no anxiety, no doubt, just absolute confidence. Visualization, number two. It is not enough to just want to get big. Bodybuilding it is much more than that. And remember, you can use what Arnold was talking about here for much more than bodybuilding, apply to any passive life. It's like an art form. You have to have a picture in your mind of the kind of body you want to build in order to achieve your goal. When you look in the mirror, you have to see yourself as you are and as you want to be as well. You have to see in your mind's eye the muscle you'll be creating the powerful physique that is in your future. Focusing on such images gives your mind and body a clear-cut task, a well-defined goal to strive for. And now, my words, couldn't this work for anything else? Couldn't you use visualization for any sport, for any business venture, for anything exactly the way he's talking about? He's talking specifically for bodybuilding, what he used it for, but Visualization can be brought into and used by anyone for anything, and I have heard so many people speak of visualization. Number three, role models. Okay, his role model was Greg Park. Nobody's going to know Greg Park, he the 1970s, big star then. I remember as I traveled in the 1970s with Franco Colombo, how much your bodybuilders used to come up to. Him you and know, thank him for inspiring them to train for competition. A medium sized aesthetic type could choose Frank Zane or Sean Ray. Really thick, slab muscle competitors could choose Dorian Yates and Nasser El sabate for inspiration. When you find somebody who represents your ideal, study them as much as you can. Tear them out of magazines, look at them on the internet post pictures on your wall, put them on your refrigerator, whatever it takes to help keep your mind focused on your task at hand. That's what he did for keeping his role model central. Motivation, very important. Number four, motivation is a driving force that allows you to develop a single-mindedness of purpose that ultimately gives you the will to go into the gym for two to four hours a day. That is sincere motivation. If you go to the gym for two to four fucking hours a day, good Lord, you're fucking insane. Or you want to be Mr. Olympia like him seven times. That's insane. That's... Most people are bitching about trying to make an hour out of their day. So come on. Two to four hours a day? But again, this is for bodybuilding. Apply this to different facets of your life if you need to. It makes the difference between just going through five sets of this and four sets of that and really pushing your body to the limit. Motivation creates discipline. Number one, discipline. I keep coming back to this with everybody. Discipline is the main thing that made our Fortunator who he is. Discipline is what makes every great person, man or woman, who they are discipline comes from the joy of looking forward to achieving your goal you have learned to picture so clearly in your mind and consistently hammering away day by day rep by rep set by set workout by workout again in all those words all related to the gym but you can use it in every facet if it's in business just change the wording It's no different. It's the same exact vocabulary you need, except you just change a couple words. Day by day, deal by deal, hour by hour. Whatever it is that you're doing, change the wording however you have to, but discipline is the same. You just apply differently to different criteria that you're focused on. is a facet that you may not understand unless you've been in the gym training, but he talks about number number five, your mind and the muscle. The key to success in your workouts is to get your mind into the muscle rather than thinking about the weight you're picking up itself. So instead of thinking about a bicep curl, I'm picking up a 30 40 pound dumbbell, I'm thinking about the bicep itself. I put my mind into that bicep muscle as I do the exercise. When you think about the weight instead of the muscle, you can't really feel what the muscle is doing. You lose control. Instead of stretching and contracting the muscle, With deep concentration, you're simply exerting brute strength, so you end up not working to the limit of your range of motion, not contracting and extending the muscle in a smooth, intense, controlled manner. For example, when I'm doing a barbell curl, I am visualizing my bicep as mountains, not just big but huge, and because I am thinking of the muscle, I can feel everything that is happening to it. I know whether or not I have fully stretched at the bottom of the movement and whether I am getting a full, complete contraction on top. Now, this kind of visualization of the mind and the muscle, you can put the mind into many different facets of your life, whatever it is. These techniques are very unique sounding, but can be applied across the board, I promise you. Alright, learning from failure tomorrow. From you may just think he is a, a winner in life and he has all the luck, but his discipline and drive and dedication are why he always succeeds. He has failed tons of times in his life. So now if you want to learn how to succeed through failure, well, let's continue on. Anytime you undertake any difficult task, you have to face the possibility of short-term failure. Obstacles that block your path have to be overcome. Failure doesn't have to discourage you though. It can be a great tool. It defines limits for you. It instructs you as to what parts of your program are working and which are not. It tells you what steps of the staircase you are on and helps you to motivate and to climb higher. Failure is not what hurts, be aware. It is fear of failure that most often gets in the way. This present excuse me, this prevents you from really trying hard, from releasing all of your energy. From summoning up total motivation. In fact, it often helps to seek out failure. Don't sit back and hide and stay away from it. Arnold says seek it out. A lot of other successful people would agree with Arnold. Train as hard as possible. Find out what your strength and endurance limitations really are. Push yourself until you run into a wall and go no further. You don't know how much enough is until you know how much too much is. That's a phrase you often heard. Once you know failure, the failure to lift a weight or to get through a workout or to play full in a contest, you will know much more about yourself. And then you can plan next what you're going to train or what you will do more intelligently. You learn from it. You actually benefit from it. Don't be intimidated and fail to dare. You may attempt a lift you are certain you cannot make, but make it anyways. The satisfaction and confidence that come from stepping over your supposed limit is enormous, but it never comes to those who fear to test the limits. And again, this knowledge is not just for training and bodybuilding. This is an absolute constant in the universe no matter what you do. I don't care if you're putting roofs on, mowing yards, cooking, making drinks as a bartender, or serving up dishes as a waitress. Everything you do, there is some component of what you're doing that you fear. Maybe it's maybe if you're a waitress, you fear doing sales, and you want to go do car sales or pharmaceutical sales. I don't know. I can't guess, but I guarantee you, if you're truly honest with yourself, there's something you fear there's something that challenges you, that holds you back, that you could barge into, you can say, fuck it, and just drive straight into it. Like you said, hit the wall. Find out what failure is. Try for it. Don't stay away from it. Your life is waiting for you ahead of failure, but you got to go for it. And I don't know what your failure is, but learn from it. I've had lots of failures in my life I've learned from. And I don't know what your fear is, but don't let it dominate you. Don't let it hold you down. Get past your fear and move on. Your fear is probably something that is a gateway, a door that will guide you to the next step in your life. And if you never face it, you will never take the next step in your life. You will stay stuck, And always in regret. Until the day you die, which you do not want to do, face that fear. Confront it to your own self. You don't have to tell everybody in the world what your biggest fear is, but be honest to yourself. Face that fear. Okay, breaking barriers. When the going gets tough, it is always the mind that fails first, not the body. That is a huge statement. Now, again, he's talking about bodybuilding. The best example of this I can think of occurred one day when Franco and I were doing squats in the old girl's gym. Franco got under five hundred pounds squatted down and could not get back up. We grabbed the bar and helped him get it back on the rack. Five hundred pounds for even one rep was apparently just too much for him that day. Now this just doesn't apply to bodybuilding. As the story goes on, think of how it can apply in your life to whatever endeavor you're after. Just then four or five Italian American kids come From New York came in. Wow, they said there's Franco. Hey Franco, they were great fans. Okay, Franco is an Italian that's bodybuilding in America. So Italian American kids from New York coming in. Well, who do you think their idol is? It's Franco Colombo. They were looking forward to watching him work out. Only Franco had just failed in a lift, the 500 pounds, remember? It seemed probable that he would miss it again on the next job. I took Franco aside and told him, Franco, these guys think you're the king. You can't get him the 500 pounds again and fail. All of a sudden his face changed. He looked at me with big eyes, realizing he was on the spot. He went out into the street and spent a while psyching himself up, taking deep breaths and concentrating on the lift. He stalked back into the gym, grabbed the bar, and instead of six reps he was supposed to do with 500 pounds, he did eight. He then walked away coolly as if nothing ever happened. Obviously, Franco's muscles didn't get any stronger. In the few minutes he was outside between the sets, his tendons didn't get bigger. What did change was his mind, his drive, and his motivation, his desire for the goal. It was impossible to overlook how important the mind was in making the body do what he wanted it to do. Now, that, again, sounds like it has nothing to do with anything else in life, but if he could change his mind to pick up 500 pounds when he couldn't do it at all and instead do it eight times or just minutes before he couldn't do it at all, it tells you mindset can change everything about your performance. Mentally, your performance can change. From doing a desktop, from doing sales, from doing whatever endeavor in your life you love, in a moment, if you get in the right mindset. Break those barriers down. All right, let's go to the next chapter. We've been talking about the effect the mind has on the body, but the effect that bodybuilding has on the mind is also significant. should say, not just bodybuilding, just any training, anything that moves your blood. Hard training causes the body to release endorphins, naturally occurring morphine-like substances, which I've talked about many times on this podcast. It leads to mood elevation. There are many beneficial effects from the highly oxygenated blood that is pumped through your system. But training can also have profound effects on personality, lifestyle, and success in dealing with the demands of the modern environment we all live in. Discipline, a word I keep trying to punctuate on here. Discipline, discipline, discipline. Discipline is all important to success in training and life. So is the ability to concentrate, to set yourself a goal, and not let anything stand in your way. But as much as bodybuilding and training demands, it gives a great deal more. I have worked with thousands of youngsters who wanted to become bodybuilders, and I have taught weight training to Special Olympics kids, to prison inmates, and discussed the role of weight training with physical therapists, medical scientists, and experts at NASA. In all my experience, I've never seen a case in which an individual made progress in bodybuilding without experiencing an accompanying boost in self-esteem, self-confidence, and enjoyment in their own lives. I had the same thing in mind when I helped form the Inner City Games Foundation in Los Angeles in 1995. Well, Arnold is just a self son of the bitch. Programs like the Special Olympics and the Inner City Games work so well because a sense of self worth should be based and as much as possible on reality. You shouldn't just believe in yourself, but to be able to point to real achievement for these youngsters and for everyone else as well, educating your mind, sharpening your talents, and creating a physical, superior body are all ways of realistically enhancing your self-esteem. When you have a superior body, it is not egotism. It is not pride. When you attempt to take credit for qualities, you don't really have. Bodybuilding changes you. It makes you feel better about yourself, and it changes the way people treat you. It is an avenue open to anybody, man, woman, or child. You can improve your body through proper training and your self-confidence along with it. Bob Lalan, for example, a Vietnam veteran who lost both legs in combat rather than treat himself as a cripple, began training seriously in the gym and has since entered numerous powerlifting contests, breaking the world record for bench press in his weight class. Bob does not think of himself as a handicap. Thanks to the benefit of training, he can rightfully claim the accolade of champion. Wow. So it can help everybody train. It's so many facets of life. I personally think I would go fucking insane if I wasn't able to train almost every single day. I do some form of training every day, whether it's cardiovascular weight training. The predominant thing I do is weight training. But if I don't go to gym, I'm going to do cardio in some form of fashion. outdoors on treadmill, something. I got to do something. It's, like he said, it's an endorphin. It releases something in my brain that, Helps me keep my sanity. Otherwise, I think I would go crazy. In this environment, this way we live our lives now, I mean, you're stuck in a box, you drive and go work inside of a box, and you know you, when you're driving, you're in a damn box, and everything is so docile, sedentary. There's no physical movement involved in anything. Not real physical exertion. Not pushing yourself, and I need that. And I think everybody needs it. So, consider seriously what Mr. Schwarzenegger is saying and laying out for you here in these journals of his Bible that I'm reading. <laughs> the body was never designed for a sedentary lifestyle. It was created to hunt saber tigers and walk 40 miles a day. When we have no physical outlet, tension builds up within us. The body reacts. Minor frustrations, such as somebody cutting you off in traffic, as life and death situations, the fight or flight mechanism is tripped. Adrenaline floods your system, our blood pressure skyrockets. Exercise in general and bodybuilding or training of any type in particular gives you an outlet for these tensions and satisfies the body's need for strenuous activity. This is what I was just talking about. I had no idea what was was coming up. All of us run into limitations, have to deal with frustrations and disappointments. And most of us realize that few individuals ever really live up to their physical potential, that evolution has built into the human body. But mind and body are interconnected. Two facets are the same thing. As the body's health improves, so does the health and strength of the mind. And training is the ideal vehicle for achieving this necessary balance. And you know what? I totally agree with Mr. Forslater. So, is it ever more evident that you need control over your mindset? And Mr. Forslater laid it out very clearly in his Bible here that I'm reading from that training and taking care of your body is numero uno. Number one baby. Take care of your body and it'll take care of your mind and they will take care of one another back and forth. They work hand in hand together. But you can just lean on his mindset, his thoughts, his regard to thinking critically, his discipline. All these things can be applied to anything in your life. So my recommendation is, no matter what, use Mr. Schwarzenegger's principles here to apply to anything you are involved in in life. Don't just think about it for training for the body. Apply it to anything that you're endeavored to at this moment or that you want to endeavor to in the future. And that's it for this Episode of Keep Me Real. Thanks for joining in on this episode, and as always, please like, leave a review. It helps other people find the podcast through the algorithms on the internet. And if you can, stop by the anchor page, and I will go ahead and just play the ask for here. It's real. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you, but please do all of this at your own risk.